I remember thinking at the time that it might take a month or two to sort things out. But I soon learned that reconstructing paper trails and seeking justice are time-consuming matters indeed. In the end, it took me three years and many, many days in court to resume my life and my practice. During those three desperate years, I lost all my courage. I hid my fears and the truth of what had happened from my friends and was still quick to treat them to dinners, the movies, whatever. Even with no money coming in, I deprived myself of nothing. I used up my savings and retirement money. When I had nothing left, I refinanced my house and began living off of that money and my credit cards. Debt, it subsequently took me several years to clear. I had once been poor, yet lived with spirit, courageously. Now I was living with the trappings of wealth that had no money. I was living a lie. I no longer had the courage to be poor. But somehow, over those years, I found the strength to begin asking myself some hard questions. Why did this really happen to me? Who was I now that I had lost all my money? Who had I been before when I thought I had it all? How could I stop the downward spiral emotionally, spiritually, financially? I began looking at myself in a new way, too, and didn't much like what I was seeing. I had started to believe that because I made a lot of money, I was better than others. I had started looking down on the world, even as my money ebbed away from me. For me, the turning point came when I was sitting in a Denny's restaurant one day, thinking about everything that had happened. Suddenly, I looked closely at the woman waiting on me, and it dawned on me that she surely had more money than I did. I might have looked richer, wearing my designer clothes and with my fancy car parked outside. But I knew that the only wealth that I had at this point was a negative drawn in red ink. Looking again, I could see clearly that this waitress was also happier than I was and more honest. I was the poor one inside and out. Where would I find the courage I needed, the courage to change? I drew strength from a spiritual quest I had begun earlier, which now began to occupy a bigger place in my life and thoughts. I meditated and contemplated the teachings of the masters with a hunger I hadn't felt before. Slowly, I began to consider all that was happening to me in terms of what God might want to teach me. If I could view these years as a gift to be unwrapped, I thought, I might find a way to feel enhanced rather than diminished, grateful rather than bitter. I thought, too, about my parents, the strength and, yes, courage they had exhibited through their many hardships and a motto I once learned that reminded me of the way my parents lived every day. Be a warrior. Don't turn your back on the battlefield. And I decided I wouldn't. At last, after years in the court system, the case was resolved. Finally, I was free to move on. In retrospect, however, the inner battle to restore my courage was the battle harder one. The lesson I learned was that my attitude towards money had made me poor. And with that attitude, no amount of money could have made me rich. The wealth had to come from somewhere else, from inside. Money doesn't bring courage, I learned. In fact, it's the other way around. Once I took that lesson to heart, I began to rebuild my life. In all realms of life, it takes courage to stretch your limits, express your power, and fulfill your potential. It's no different in the financial realm. In a buy-now, consume-now culture like ours, 
It takes courage to make the decisions today that make us rich tomorrow. It takes courage to face up to the facts of old age and mortality and to prepare for them. It takes courage to live generously regardless of your financial state of affairs. I've seen many times in my own life, as well as in my readers' and clients' lives, how easy it is to live within the familiar limits of poverty, however you define it, and within the limits imposed upon you by yourself or others. It takes courage to ask for what you want, and it takes courage to live honestly, wisely, true to yourself, and true to your desire for more. Dwelling on the highest, richest plane there is. What keeps you from being rich? In most cases, it's simply a lack of belief. In order to become rich, you must believe that you can do it, and you must take the actions necessary to achieve your goal. There is nothing wrong with wanting more. You do not have to feel guilty for wanting more. If, however, you deny the possibility that you can have more, you'll be making yourself a victim of today's circumstances, and the cost will be your tomorrow. Let me ask you a question. How do you feel about your money? Most of us, when asked, regardless of how much money we actually have, feel afraid. We worry that there isn't enough today and that there won't be enough tomorrow. We worry about what we haven't done with our money, and we worry about what we have done. Try as we might to push the fears away, to deny them, they keep coming back into our thoughts uninvited, and we push them away again. If you spend a lifetime pushing your fears away, I can promise you that ultimately you're pushing money away as well. The courage to be rich lies in the opposite stance, when you can give yourself the gift of believing in more. Courage is faith. Faith in a higher being, perhaps, or faith in the essential rightness of the world, that correct actions and beliefs are not only their own reward, but also qualities that themselves will be rewarded. Is there a grand scheme to the world? Well, I'm not equipped to say. However, if we live each day of our life as if there is, and with courage, we are living on the highest, richest plane available.